Breaking it down with Frank McKay. The most intriguing talk in talk radio. I'd like to welcome everyone back once again to Ransom Notes. Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, Kathy Ransom, a wonderful lady. She is the Grandma Moses of of literature and podcasting, and she's becoming the queen of all all faith based media. She's uh, she's every aspect you can imagine, online, uh, on TV, on uh, visuals in different ways, and on Zoom, and certainly here on radio and uh, podcasting. And her book, of course, is called Ransom Notes, and so is everything else that's uh, attached to her. And all of it is done with love and faith in the Lord. Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, Kathy Ransom, how are you? I am 100% delighted to be with you today. Well, that's, uh, that's nice. I'm always uh, delighted to hear what you have to say. I always say you could take a little acorn, and, and within 10 minutes— 12 minutes you could turn it into an oak tree and I'm always looking forward to that and then somebody will probably decide that the oak is old and they'll chop it down so when you have when you, whenever you happen to occasionally have a spare Sunday afternoon what might you do especially in cold weather or winter weather or, or not a nice day what, what, just one or two things that you sometimes would do on a Sunday afternoon. Well, uh, you know, if, you, if you're if you privy to a, a fireplace or if you have access to a fireplace, maybe you stay in and, and don't go out and brave the cold and the ice and and uh, and, and you sit in front of a nice uh, fire. You can get some hot cocoa or, or a hot drink in you. And if you go out, uh, hopefully you're very careful, but you bundle up. And when you're, you know, when you're real young, you're out there playing in the snow. And even you, I, at at 86, I think you were making snow angels uh, uh, at one one point, if I remember correctly, right? So, so even yeah. uh, some people make snow angels and snowmen and women and and well, people. I like. We like to do, we like to do things on Sunday afternoon, and sometimes it's snap. But this Sunday afternoon that we're going to talk about today, there was a concert. Uh, going on at Westminster Presbyterian Church here in Springfield, Illinois. And uh, we decided to go because the church has a wonderful organ, and their organist is just a great young, well, he's not young man, but he's just a great guy and quite an organist. And they have a nice choir. And so we just thought for uh, a Sunday afternoon, that it, or sort of late Sunday afternoon, that it might be fun to, to go there. So we indeed... And it was a free concert that day for, actually, I think it was free, but they were celebrating uh, a, a particular thing. The church had started to cooperate with Habitat for Humanity. Does that organization exist in New York? I don't know. All, all over the country, all over the world. Former President okay. Jimmy Carter is very active, uh, was very active in That's Habitat what, for that, Humanity. You're right. I had forgotten that. Well, they had associated with our local Habitat for Humanity, which is a pretty a pretty active group here in town. And among other things, they had sold some property uh, near or bought or sold uh, some property. I guess they bought it and then 
tore down whatever was on the property and built some simple houses that that were new, not run down, and began to work with homeless and or people who were needing uh, that needed help in finding a place to live, and they were preparing these homes that were. And I don't know how many they have that they didn't go into great detail, but that was the main point. And so this was partially celebrating that beginning of that program. Uh, they had one house, I think, at least that was operational at going. And so they had a, a, a afternoon of music. They had a choir. They had a trio. They had a piano solo. The, and, and in this particular church, it was interesting, the organ and in the choir loft were up behind the auditorium. So, you know, you hear the music coming over your head, but you don't really see it. So the first half, they used the choir and the organ and a soloist up in the loft. Well, then, so that we could see them, then they all walked down and they came down and they had a piano at the front of the auditorium and the choir and the music uh, and the organist becomes a piano player. And we have the second half of the program down where we can actually see them. When the concert started that afternoon, they opened up with a a, a wonderful, appropriate song, uh, Bless This House. And I think at the moment, I wasn't making the total connection. But as I was writing and thinking about this particular concert and, and, and trying to put some thoughts together, I thought about the words of that first song, Bless this house, O Lord, we pray. Make it safe by night and day. Bless these walls so firm and stout, keeping want and trouble out. Bless the roof and chimney tall. Let thy peace lie over all. Bless this door that it may flow, prove ever open to joy and love. And then as I thought later about those words, that's exactly what this congregation was doing, that they had built a home. They had built a home for somebody who needed it. And now they're in a sense blessing it. Bless this house. Make it safe. Keep trouble out. Let peace be in this home and open it up to love and joy. Again, it just shows the creativity and the thoughtfulness of the musician, the organist, Dale Rogers, who was actually the person that was in charge. And I thought, and you know, that's what the Lord is telling us. In First in Corinthians, I mean, in John, we find out that John says, in my father's house, well, it's really the Lord speaking, there are many mansions or many rooms I've prepared a place for you, for you, Frank, for me, Catherine, for those who are followers. And I need to be ready to go. It's sort of, yeah, they're preparing mansions. The Lord is preparing a mansion for us. Well, we're in the middle of this concert. And it was sort of a winter afternoon. And it was sort of dark. And the lights were on. And actually, it was pretty dark. And suddenly, right in the middle of one of the songs... The lights went out. The electricity went off in the church. The musicians 
could not see what they were singing, and Dale could not see the notes on the page that he was needing to play the piano. The thunder roared, and the audience sat spellbound. It didn't last but about four or five seconds. And when they came back on, we all burst into laughter. But it just reminded you that we need that light. And I was reminded that Jesus is the light of the world, and he's always there. He doesn't experience blackouts. He is the light of the world if we remember to do him, to, 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 to trust in him. One of the songs, I had to start crying in it. I really did. And I had to mentally inside start humming because one of the songs they sang was so beautiful and one that I've loved for so long. And it's a, a, a classic, old divine redeemer. Oh, turn me not away. Receive me. Hear my cry. Hear my distress. Answer me. Hasten to my aid. And I thought, isn't that what they're saying to the homeless? Yeah. Turn to us. We as humans are going to try and help provide for you. We're hearing your cry of distress. We want to hasten to your aid. And then, you know what I'm going to say. Mm -hmm. We have to flip it and say, and that's exactly what God is saying to us as homeless. Ultimately, we're going to need a permanent home. Trust me. Hasten to me. I'm listening to your distress. But, you know, it's just amazing what an evening of music in a beautiful building with an incredible group of musicians can do for your heart and your soul as well as for the homeless. And that's amplified when we think about what God can do for us. Well, I want to close with one thought, one final observation that I made during this concert. When the choir came down from the balcony to sing in front of us, they did the craziest thing. They put on a yellow hat. Mm. Now, Frank, tell me what kind of a hat would you guess that might be? A, a hard hat uh, that maybe a, a worker, a construction worker might work. Yeah, and why do you think that might? It took me a while to think, why might they be wearing a construction hat during a concert? I mean, that's uh, that's a good one, but I guess uh, because you're building, well, you know, you're, you're... That's right. They were building what? You know, built, they were building faith. They were building, uh, you know, um, uh, music and, and, and joy and... Uh, and, and the, and the congregation, the and what was the congregation doing? They were building what for the homeless? Home, right. I mean, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think of that. Uh, Habitat for Humanity. That's yeah. what they build. I mean, they build Yes, houses. yes, 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 yes. That's exactly right. Well, so they all go up on the stage, and they're putting on their yellow hats. And I'm thinking it's sort of crazy, and finally my brain wakes up, and I make the connection. Oh, sure. You know, this is part of their, they're sort of builders, and, you know, they're recognizing the construction crew and all of that. And then I noticed on the piano there was one extra yellow hat 
And my brain thought, what in the world? Who is missing? Who didn't come today? Who? Because they all had hats on, so it wasn't someone on the stage that forgot to put it on. Who was not there? And then I made the connection also. Somebody is missing, and God probably has an extra yellow hat still waiting for that person who hasn't made a connection with the Lord or with God. And today we want to encourage people to find their yellow hat and get in step and be part of the team. And ultimately we'll all be together in heaven. Have a good day, Frank. Yeah, well, that's that's wonderful. Wow. That is wonderful. And by the way, a wonderful organization, Habitat for Humanity. Yes, they really are. Uh, yeah. I, can, can you leave us with a final thought? If you are an, an average American in your whole life, you will spend, spend an average of six months waiting at red lights. Do you ever get frustrated waiting at a red light? No doubt about it. Well, if you're average, you're going to spend six months, according to some person who's put all the statistics together. Six months of your life. Wow. Hey, you know what? I bet we'll be back together again before six months. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's right. But Wow. Six months of your life at lights, at red lights. Wow. I got one. I got one more. Yeah. Really crazy. Did you know it was impossible to sneeze with your eyes open? I, I did hear that somewhere, but uh, that's true. It's impossible to sneeze with your eyes open. It, that's a piece of knowledge you just can't possibly yeah. live without. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know how how I've gotten through all this time, fifty six years without <laughs> that. That's great, Kathy. Wonderful as always, and. And and to uh, everyone else, get your hard hats on, and and build, you know, build faith, build uh, thoughts, build uh, help build your congregation, and uh, and and I loved the analogy of uh, of of homeless folks, and uh, and you know, we in essence are uh, are homeless uh, unless we have some kind of faith and some kind of direction. Frank McKay, signing off for Kathy Ransom, the wonderful author. And, and host, show host, Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you all next time on Ransom Notes. You've been listening to Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. The most intriguing talk in talk radio. Talk radio.